0: like we're never ready but
1: that's like you've ready, heard of the never, never ready, ready to,
0: this is the, it's brought to you by the never ready oh my oh goodness dear. you guys
1: welcome to show center the air show podcast i'm matt jolly and uh, joined as always by my air show announcing colleagues rick peterson and rob Ryder. yes uh, we're all back from a show uh more or less well not nice me. to be out of the sun just
0: not to be in the sun anymore is good
1: I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to. My, I'm looking forward to Australia. That's where the, my my eyes are focused. Now you guys, you guys have been Gold Coast. You guys have been super busy uh, the last yeah. few days, sweating to the oldies out there. Did you see the one in Quad Cities? How cool was yeah. that? Well, I know we're going to talk about that.
2: There's an awful <laughs> yes, lot in are. this
1: show, but I mean, you talk about it. a bunch of fine the, fans pulling together to get that show off and running. I Boy, think it was that's a mess.
2: True. I, Nate Burroughs sent me pictures of how what kind of a mess that was, and, man, that they put pulled that together, even with the winds that were present, particularly on Saturday, was pretty daggone impressive.
0: If you ever thought that a pop-up tent was a good idea at an air show, <laughs> <laughs> take a look yeah. at Quad City. We're not just talking, you know, that storm that ripped through the thing Saturday night, but uh, Sunday's winds and everything as well. It's like, I'm sure some people just grabbed on to what they could have and they've never been seen or heard from again. (laughs) It's, uh, it's amazing how easily twisted up and, uh, and tossed around those things can be,
1: you know, when I first got my, my tent, uh, for, for word radio, we, we bought that one and I called the guys up at master tent and I said, listen, this thing's gotta be able to withstand a jet engine when it comes by. And they were like, Oh yeah, no problem. No problem. It could take a, a, 30 mile an hour wind and we don't know how far up it'll go but we do know it'll handle a 30 knot wind so i took that thing out there all you've seen it i think all metal yes and it's got these massive weights right so i don't remember (laughs) i don't remember where it was at uh the first show but uh our our good friend uh feedbag was taxiing out and I remember him looking over at me, <laughs> knowing how proud I was of that <laughs> tent. Oh, that <laughs> Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> was it the
0: Super Hornet or yeah, the Legacy no, Hornet no, at no, that was time, not, but...
1: Yeah, the Legacy. But when they turned out, you know, I mean, it was just, I thought, here we go. It's going to be over. Breakaway
2: <laughs> thrust is breakaway thrust.
1: Yeah. But it worked. It worked out. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you take one of those pop-up things uh, from the big box store, it's as good as gone. Uh, yeah. At a lot of these shows, just with the winds at an airport. It's always windy at an airport. Yeah.
2: We should have the music from Wizard of Oz. When the uh, oh. when the cyclone's uh, coming through. Speaking of it's, my
1: favorite uh, tent, though, video, is the one over the beach with the Blue Angels. When they come yes. right by. Yeah. And then up comes the tent.
0: The shade test, one <laughs> after the other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, did, the I did a go, show in, yeah. At Hamilton, Ontario, where uh, one of the early shows where the C 17s were being demonstrated, same thing, vortices coming off the wingtips, those big wings, down the VIP line, and one after the other. <laughs> they, they didn't pop out and go into the air, they just folded up into the air like <laughs> you they see go. in old British movies.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there was much spilled beer and unhappy I, Canadians. I bet. Yes.
1: Well, what's the yeah, news? Like, there's There's been so much going on, and I know I, I know our dear friend over there, Rick Peterson, has it all uh, put together for us in Prop Wash. So what do you say is. we just get right into it uh, today, Rick? All righty then.
0: And, uh, you know me and my alliterations and everything, mm. I just love to play with this. Connie, Bonnie, and the Warhawk Shootout. How's that for a headline? I love it. Connie, Bonnie, mm-hmm. and Bonnie. the Warhawk Shootout. All right. Bonnie, congratulations to the Dakota Territory Air Museum. Well, Warren Peach and his uh, and his crew, Custom Aircraft Refinishing Inc. Air Corps Aviation and their P-47D Thunderbolt Bonnie
1: mm. restoration. Is she beautiful oh, or what? My goodness, it's and indeed. Bernie, you know, Bernie was the one who test flew that thing. Our good friend... Uh, Bernie, Bernie Vasquez. Uh, Bernie, she's trying to get me
0: to say the last, <laughs> the last... <laughs> I know, I could read you just, like a book. Just, just, just say the last name for me, Rick. Yeah. Vasquez. So there's a yes. there's
1: a story to this. We asked Bernie very specifically... Uh, how to I, say your last yeah, name? How do you say your la, How do you want us to say your last name? And he yeah. says, "Vasquez." There you go, Bernie Vasquez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie flew it. <laughs> Bernie flies everything. And you're right. Yes. That thing. The Eric's have done an outstanding job. I don't know how they do it, but I mean, it's just spectacular.
0: It is in the colors of William D. Bill Dunham, uh, the second leading ace of the 348th. Uh, Bill Dunham flew as one of uh, Neil Kirby's musketeers on a four-plane fighter sweeps as part of the race of aces between Dick Bong, Tommy McGuire, Neil Kirby, Gerald Johnson, and Charles McDonald, not
1: to be confused with Jive Kirby. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, is flying a tail dragger these days. You know, we used to give him a lot of a lot of grief about it, but he is. I know. Flying a Mustang. He's
0: not, not in the mirage for the next couple of months. That's having right. Having fun. Good old job. So well done to custom aircraft refinishing out in North Dakota there. I mean, the paint job on it is beautiful. Uh, Bruce Eames and some of the other people, as I mentioned, uh, the Dakota Territory Air Museum, which is well worth a visit if you're out in the magic city. And uh, and then, of course, that's Bonnie and Connie, the images of Batan's wow. first flight. Did I say it right? Uh, Batan? You American hist- historians? Batan yeah i want to say i'm still
1: still hung up on (laughs) what did you say Velasquez or whatever it was i'm still (laughs) (laughs) now we have baton (laughs) i love all right so yeah it flew rod lewis's uh connie is just spectacular as well and that one of course has been out at chino uh, for a few years getting all restored
2: I well, Rob, saw Rob, that it.
0: Yeah, you climbed all over
2: it, and when it was a mess, right? <laughs> yeah, I was out. As a matter of fact, I was out there with Bernie and some of those other guys <laughs> at Gino in 2016, and climbed all the way through it. And it was it really was in sad shape. So, so when I saw a taxi out, I'm thinking, wow. And you know, our good friend um, and now retired airshow show announcer Larry Rutt, used to fly those things. Mm. Yeah. he I flew in the, the air force. Yeah, yeah. The stories he must have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, this it is this a was, tight cockpit. It is very tight in there.
0: Yeah, it's, well, Steve Hinton, um, I'm trying to remember the rest of the crew now. There's three, the three up front, they had a spotter on board as well, and uh, somebody overlooking uh, the engineering stuff on that first flight. Pretty incredible stuff. Douglas MacArthur's uh, the supreme commander of allied powers during the Korean War. It was his personal aircraft. Uh, for a while until, until he, you know, got political there on the president and lost his job, but we're not going there, right? None of us, yeah. look, look at the two of you running away from microphones. Oh, We're not getting into the politics. <laughs> uh, he flew notable missions, uh, including the uh, famous meeting with President Truman on Wake Island in the airplane, 17 other missions. NASA had it for a while. It was full of instrumentation, all sorts of stuff, and uh, now this restoration, which started, I think, in 2016, when Lewis Air Legends... Um, Bought it uh, from, uh, from the folks at Chino there, and, uh, and it's, it's spectacular. It's just beautiful. And to hear those big right engines, and I can't wait. It'll be on the airshow circuit, and we'll get to drool all over it. Yeah. It's just a beautiful restoration.
2: So, that makes how many in the world flying now? I think two at this point. Well,
1: isn't there? There's one down in Australia, though, I think too, flying. Three, of them. Well, you'll know that yeah.
2: very soon. Can we give us a full report when you I, get I, When I get back, I'll right. let you know. Yeah, but
1: uh, no. I and what a great airframe, though. I mean, just a, a remarkable plane. Was Stu Dawson? I've been so checked out the last three days.
2: That's right. Stuart Dawson was yeah, in the left seat. Was, was in, in the think. left yeah. seat.
1: Yeah, yep. that makes. So sense. So you've got
0: you've got another one. Who knows when it'll be done? But the um, one of the Air Force One Columbines, right, is uh, is also undergoing restoration to flying conditions. So we'll see what happens Correct. with it. But the Connie's just so iconic. I mean, that's just oh, I love that airplane.
2: What's the what's the uh, the legend of the tails or something that Howard Hughes, they the first one came out or something with a tall tail and wouldn't fit in the hangers, so he said make them smaller. So they put three tails on instead of one. I heard that happened out at Kansas City Downtown Airport.
0: I wonder because uh, of course Kansas City, that's the where the museum is and all that. We should look into that. You know, the facts and figures of it all. Here we go without really looking into
1: it. <laughs> I started to say there's a whole lot of myth well, in that. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole lot of myth in that. Well, you know, there's there's so many of those out there. I had an uncle that flew him, and he just loved him. I mean, he flew B-25s. Uh, that was his comparison to the Connie. And and then he got into the Connie. And, and as far as I remember, I never heard him uh, brag about another airplane as much as the Connie. I mean, he just truly loved that machine
0: yeah and it's rudder authority right with three rudders and uh, the two rudders of the b25 and then you get into the lysander uh, which has no rudder authority at all <laughs> 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 what, what's the point
2: <laughs> i believe uh, there was one of those that was at is it chanood in illinois or something at the museum there and that was procured it was going to be scrapped and um uh, uh they got it. Kevin Walsh with the Yankee Air Museum got it and they brought it up on seven semis and put it back together. And it, it was a mess inside. The varmints had gotten to that pretty badly. I got inside that one, too.
1: You you have a a, a great affinity for crawling around varmint-encrusted airplanes, Rob. Nobody will
2: let me in the real ones. (laughs) (laughs) Here's, Rob, you go play in this
0: one. We'll We'll be be over over here here with Bernie (laughs) getting ready to go for a flight. (laughs) Wash your hands, Rob. Stay out of the bird crap. So speaking of the Warbird guys, and and there's a lot of news in this uh, right now, good news uh, in this episode is the Warhawk shootout. Uh, Warbird Adventures, uh, the uh, Warhawk Shootout at American Dream Sky Ranch, beautiful uh, 96 South Carolina, was outstanding. And uh, and hats off to a guy that has come up with a lot of great ideas and uh, continues. I'm so impressed by him and his story is Tom Richard. And we wanted Tom to join us here tonight, but he's too busy. Imagine that. He's just too busy these days. (laughs) But we'll have him on an upcoming episode. But to have, he invited basically... All of the photographers that wanted to come, make a weekend for them yeah. and put on a show and do a night run and have, have other warbirds show up and, uh, and get the lighting taken care of for them, show them some great hospitality, and the photographs that come out of this weekend and the sharing that went on between uh, some of these incredible photographic talents to be able to share how they do certain things with other photographers. It wasn't as competitive as you might imagine it being. Uh, they actually got along and, uh, <laughs> and shared information. But the, it's just a goldmine of photographs and goodwill built up by Tom. And uh, hats off to him. I think uh, that's an award-winning idea. It really is.
1: Well, what a great way to build relationships with, uh, with a group of people that are often uh, really just kept at, at arm's length. And and you know you know what I'm talking about here. I mean photographers yeah. and air show pilots, and, and so they have they have their favorites, and that's it. But uh, what a great idea to bring them out uh, and let them see these aircraft uh, in their in their natural state. And they, as you mentioned, they they had just not one, but I think they had a couple of P40s uh, out there.
0: I think I saw a shot with three of them in it actually, and and then of uh. course. The T6s that he has there, and uh, and there was a Nan Chang and some other things showed up as well. But uh, outstanding photography in it, and what looks to be just a hoot. And they're already planning another one, so good on him. He has one of the most interesting and American dream stories. Oh. Uh, any storyline of a pilot uh, at an air show that I just love to tell it. Um, for those who don't know, Tom, T H O M, came to America from Sweden.
1: Born with a this, whole pile of money, a lot of money. And right. had a right. just <laughs> treasure chests full of money that he came <laughs> like over a, with. A hundred
0: bucks of his grandfather's money in <laughs> right. his pocket and no place. He lived in a car for a while. And in the car was a cassette player. I think he told me it was a Toyota Corolla or something along that line. And it had a cassette player. And it, he learned how to speak English, uh, basically listening to Eddie Murphy comedy tapes, Delirious <laughs> and one <of> the others, <laughs> over and over again. So that, so if you ever talk to him and you pick up a little bit of Eddie Murphy's uh, accent, yeah. that, that's probably, but you will not detect any other. Certainly, the, Sweet, be eatable, there's no Swedish accent at all coming from that man. And it was all about his love of warbirds that brought him over here. He wanted to fly uh, these iconic planes, uh, you know, that he is in fact flying now and named his P-40 American Dream because that's what it is all about. And that's exactly what he has done. He's living the American dream. God love him he's just such a nice
2: guy too and so talented uh when it comes to flying nice. and he also wanted to race at Reno that was another part of his dream which he which he has achieved as well yeah uh, so good guy
1: all, yeah all around a, a, a true a true patriot in that sense and I'll tell you what uh the the team uh that Tom has had not just now but but over the years uh is really an a-list team if you if you go back and look at the the folks who have come up uh, through his school and who have worked with him and who have flown with him over the years. I mean, there have really been some top tier uh, aviators come through there, which just yeah. says so much about him professionally, uh, not only about his, uh, his personality, but, but truly about him as an aviator. I mean, the guy is world-class. He is, he's really an outstanding stick.
2: So he is of, a joy a, to talk about. And, and and he was at Jones Beach at the Beth Page show at Jones Beach. He flew a Mustang there. So he was up there with that's a, the That's uh, a
1: show in New York, right, Rob? It's uh,
2: th- That is the show that's been in New York for tw- 19 years. The uh, as, those, as far as I'm concerned, it's the real air say, show, New York air show.
1: For those bad at geography, Beth Page is right off of, uh, literally, it's right on Long Island. Island. Yeah, it's right you there can, off the coast. So
2: Yeah. It's, it, it's nice. close enough that they have to finish the show by 3 o'clock because there's a push going into Kennedy and they have to have the airspace clear. They go. have to cancel the TFR at that point.
0: That's because it gets absolutely insane. Speaking of which, and I think it's that was the last time, <clears throat> excuse me, that you've done the motorcade, uh, the police escort with the uh, demo team. Was it not there? But uh, in Tennessee, I made the mistake of getting in uh, Wayne Boggs' car. with <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And he says, "Well, this is going to be great, Rick. We're going in the we're going in the in the motorcade with oh him. Boy. I'm like, dear God, no! I don't want to go in the motorcade with you <laughs> or them because it's going to be just carnage. <laughs> and, uh, and I've got a video that I'm going to share on my social pages uh, when I finally get it edited because. It was uh, the, it, one of the most terrifying things that I've ever done. And I have flown in an F-18. I have flown with the Snowbirds, <laughs> the jet teams. This was just white knuckle. And he's like, he's just in his zone. Yeah. And he's got his game face on because he's loving every minute of this. And he's got the arm out the window because it's all about the hand signals, Right. And he knows the hand signals, you know, the thumb up, thumb down, hand up, hand down, left, right, so that you can all stay tight because the police want you to stay, like you know, on the bumper of that car ahead of you at 600 miles an hour in
1: traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and trusting that they've got the traffic stopped at the red light, that you see every bone in my body as we approached the red lights was just reaching for a for a brake pedal on the floor, and I thought, why couldn't I have gotten into the back seat at least?
2: Can but, I share uh, one about New York? On Friday night, there's always uh, there's always an event, a, a gala at the museum in the old Roosevelt Field, Roosevelt Field, where the museum is now where Lindbergh took off in 27. And I was riding out there. I was going to drive out because I wanted to leave early. And so Wayne was going out, and he took somebody with him, and Stephanie Strickland looked at me, and she, she kind of said... Huh? So she rode with me because she she was afraid of Wayne too.
0: <laughs> well, now having said that, I can now put the notch. I can say yeah. I have the check mark is there. I have now done. You've done it. The police escort with the jet team with the Blue Angels and Wayne. You know, honorary Blue Angels boss, as he'll point out to you not That's just right. honorary yes, Blue, Angel, Blue Angel. Blue Angel And I said, yeah, but that, they're not letting you up at the front of the motorcade. We are at the dead back to where the police even say if you all get behind
2: we're just leaving you yeah <laughs> we're just staying with the team amazing there's a 17 minute was- video on youtube of wayne driving behind a new york state park police car trying to stay on his bumper from the beach back to the airport so then the air show director at the time ann maria Gastinello, could see the blues take off and when we got there the, the brakes were smoking and the rotors were pink. <laughs> and
1: the whole time, all you could hear was... Moron! That's, that's right. Yeah, that's the What's one.
2: I, and, that's and what else one. did he say? Yeah. Stupid people! There Your you mind. go. Our beloved yeah.
1: Mr. Boggs. Well, I was oh, yeah. in a motorcade one time with the Blues and another air boss friend of ours, George Klein. And this is back when I had that, that ridiculous big white van. And I remember George leaned over and he goes you think you're going to be able to keep up? And I said, no, but it's going to be fun trying, right? So <laughs> as soon as we got out there, you know, it was just, pshw, 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 they started. But I, I hung with them. I hung with it, it. It ran really well at like 90. And then after that, it just kind of.
2: And how many gallons per mile did you get? Well,
1: I drove to the nearest station and stopped and filled up. And <laughs> but it
2: this, home, but. this is the other thing. Thank you for
0: reminding you of that. That was the other thing that was the most amazing part of, uh, of our motorcade story in Tennessee was, Uh, Boggs left the hotel with the fuel light on. We were (laughs) on fumes, and I said, this could be one of the most embarrassing rides ever in a motorcade as we round the first corner and Uh, run out of gas. (gasps) And yeah. we used and with him flooring it all the time. I said, "There's no way we're going to make this on the fuel we have because we didn't even know how much fuel we had. It was below empty, and the light was glowing. Jeez. Oh my god! But we we made it anyway. Is that all the news? Uh, what else do we? Oh no, god, no, no. No, we got the ICAST Foundation awarding their first Start Grant, and I think this is interesting. Oh, uh, and they caught they call it Start for Sustainment, Training, Advancement, Recruiting, uh, Retaining Talent. Start, uh, the ICAST Regional Council. Comprised of the Northeast Show, Air Show Council (NECAST), uh, the Southeast Air Show Council (SECAST), the Southwest uh, Air Show Council M- (SWCAST), and the Northwest Air Show M- <Starting> the and uh, they're going to receive twelve thousand. Well, it doesn't work. It does, the acronym doesn't work with them. Um, it's a twelve thousand dollar grant from the ICAST Foundation to fund a program. This is what I like: directed at communicating with general aviation airport managers throughout the United States and Canada about the benefits of hosting an air show at their airports and some work needs to be done there. There are some airport managers don't get it. They don't see what comes back into the industry. Air shows are the best way to keep this whole thing going, to fill those positions, those much needed positions right now. And this new start program, that money and into this program, the way they're going to approach uh, these airport uh, managers is uh, I think uh, a great idea and I think uh, the money will be well spent and uh, hopefully we'll get lots more of them on board. Some of them are, but, uh, you know, every time we uh, we find that we've got another airport manager or something that thinks these things are just a big pain in the butt, they're not. They, uh, they, they reap rewards back for them. The jobs get filled and they're the best way to light up hands-on experience at
1: the airport light people up into aviation so how are Does they doing Anyone this? disagree with that well i mean how are they doing this are we are we they're going to they're going like, to a... like steaks like omaha steaks Ste- for, <laughs> <laughs> for a year? We're, we're sending them flowers like, here's no. a new tesla try it out for a month i mean what are we doing with that how are, all, all the tools you need
0: to reach them uh, whether it means uh, showing up at their conventions uh taking booths out Uh, Making sure you're where they are, uh, providing them with the video and the materials that we need to reach them and putting together just a brilliant concept to get to them and get the message out. Because right now, you know what we're doing?
2: Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, it's 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 stepping up to where we've got to take our place. And I I appreciate that. I really do. I'm
1: still lost. So it's stakes. That's what you're saying. It's, we have a stake in it, a big stake <laughs> oh, in it. There's I like let me, let me, oh, let me like play it. with you. Let's, well let's do it with
0: your words. <laughs> All
1: right. All right. Well, I'm interested. I, I think that'll be fascinating to see and Hopefully it's a big success because, you know, it, it, you're, you're right. You're not wrong in that. I think, uh, I yeah. think you're absolutely correct that there are so many, uh, success stories that, that come from what we do, uh, that you're not wrong. Just just
0: getting the initiative, getting some people together, getting this teamed up as to what we need and
1: uh, and making a clear message, I think, is important. You know what else is important? Can I just back up here? What what else is important here is the fact that these folks are making really, really nice money right now. And I think if we just had a leaderboard that said, sign up today, you know, here's what a captain makes across the board. At a at a major airline, or here's oh my goodness, what you know, yes. I mean, or here's what a first officer is making. I mean, that alone would get folks going. If we had yeah. that at an air show, I, and I just, the
2: project projected shortfall for pilots by 2025 is outrageous. Right.
1: And you don't need a degree. I mean, they're hiring people without a college education right now. So, no, no, you know, and that's
0: what and the tech the, the technicians and everything are getting very well paid as well. All sorts of signing bonuses going on right now. And uh, yeah, you get them into an airport, and uh, and light them up, especially at the at that tender age where they're making the decisions about their life, where someone's making them for them, mom or dad. Uh, then it's 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 really a good thing. And we just putting the plan together. This will be money well spent. Quad City Air Show, as you uh, mentioned, uh, what we like about this story, I think all three of us, is that they asked their fans to help out, pick up the mess from Saturday night. The place was a mess beyond. Oh yeah. Your, your imagination. If you've ever you've gone to their site and seen some of the pictures, um, they uh, their fans did. They had volunteers show up, volunteers helped them reset it, and then enjoyed the show with everybody else. A very because they Iowa to thing to on. do,
1: right? I mean, like, uh, apparently, yeah. big
0: community thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> makes you, makes you want to move out there. I'm telling you, maybe not, but. <laughs>
2: Well, I think can, I, just can I song. chime in on Columbus? Because that was kind of an interesting show this couple of weeks back. Uh, because first time in 16 years they'd had a show since the gathering of Mustangs and Legends in 2007. Herb Gillen and Kevin Walsh stepped in. Herb is from Columbus, has Herb Gillen advertising. He brought in the world and it, it, it was sponsored by Scott's miracle Grow, run by Jim Hagadorn. Who's a Warbird guy and a former yep. F-16 driver. And he got all hyped up about the Stoll competition. So we had, uh, each day we had rehearsals for the, for the uh, short takeoff and landing drag race competition. And then a couple of uh, 30 minute segments of that. And interestingly, Michael Goulian was competing. <laughs> he did not win, but he had a carbon cub for Whelan ABA Aerospace yes. Technologies. And, uh, Evidently, he had a record. He's the first guy to have ever flown, stole competition, and an aerobatic co- uh, display in an air show. He how, was how a did, busy guy. How did he take losing? Uh, <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, but just, I'm jabbing him. The, no, uh, it was, it was, there was some pretty impressive flying going on there. Yeah, yeah, and nobody broke anything. Comment. That's the other part. Yeah, the um, at T- Tennessee, I found out something about
0: Michael. I, we were all out for dinner uh, doing one of those wonderful, you know, Saturday night dinners that start out with two or three and end up being 25 at a table. <laughs> and then We're all griping <laughs> and complaining why we're not getting our food on time. And right. And just the poor waitress. I kid you not. The waitress ended up leaving. She just oh. fell apart. We just <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was just a mess. That's and it so was just, sad. I hope they I'm sure they was. tipped well.
0: Well, we we wanted to make sure that we left a giant tip and, and said to them, you know, could you please make sure that she gets this, and and then walked away thinking there's no way they're gonna give that to her. <laughs> they're all in the back right now counting it. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. In the middle of the dinner, I happened to you know Mike Mikey catches me. I've got my phone on and I'm I'm tapping away, and he's saying, what are you texting or something? Is the, is the company not get? I said no, I'm doing the Noom thing now to lose some weight. You know the new app. I'm, i I'm doing that. Putting in what
2: I'm having to eat. Goulin's already only weighing 155 pounds. Well, for he says, out to, loud.
0: "This is it." He says to me, "I do. I love that app. I do that all the time." And I'm like, "You what? You know me? I have to lose some weight. It's just to stay alive, for God's sakes." He's <laughs> like, he's he's sitting there, like telling me all about Newman and how he uses it all mm-hmm. the time. And I'm like, I'm floored because the guy has always been. You know, in the top shape. I can't imagine him ever (laughs) needing Noom, but he loves the positive reinforcement and the psychology, all those things. He loves how the app works, too, because he's a bit of a tech, uh, you know, geek. But I was shocked to see that he knew Noom so well. And then I felt a lot less guilty at some point, too, about just not filling in the rest of the dinner because it it was rude of me. And I thought, well, I'm (laughs) off. I'm off tonight. I don't really have to do this. Not that our food ever came to the table anyway. That's a whole other story. <laughs> what What did you order that you didn't get? I can't even remember now. All I remember is the aftermath. We had gone in there at around 8 o'clock. At 10.30, we were leaving without having oh. eaten and, oh. and dropping money, like, you know, for— some of the appetizers that came and they, it was just a total disaster. And it, and it's one of those things that's going on in certain markets post COVID where they can't get enough work
1: yeah, they
0: can't uh, get enough. And, and they can't keep up. And, the, you know, the Saturday night rush came and they all, the wheels fell off. And oh. so I kind of felt bad for them too. But at the same time, it's like, you gotta eat. And uh, we were all very polite and stuff, even Boggs. You know, he took it, well, reasonably well. And
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, And by that time, it's cutting into cigar time anyway. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, as he, as he pointed out, he said, you want to sit down and have a cigar? And I said, well, you know, Wayne, <laughs> we've known each other a long time. I don't really smoke cigars. Matt knows this too. And just being around them after a while is like, I can't do this. I'm not I can't, a cigar. I no.
1: can't talk the next morning. I don't. I, there's no way. Exactly. Uh, working with I hung, voices, you can't do it.
2: I hung out with Wayne and Matt Youngkin outside the hotel at Langley, and they sat on one side of this little thing, and I sat on the other. So yeah. I didn't have with to a fan <laughs> 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 going <to be> up
1: <laughs> on, on your rebreather over there. Your seats yeah, right. Right with a, with a filter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it's going to be a yeah. fun. It's going to be a fun summer. It's already shaping up to be one. We're about halfway through. We've got a the the last of the summer shows coming up, and then we really get busy uh, with the big fall push, the West Coast swing huge. That, that, that we that we all look forward to every year. Yeah,
0: huge. Yeah. And I'm I'm happily just sort of soaking things up in the summertime here because once that comes, then it's every weekend until yeah. November, <laughs> and a lot, <laughs> miles, right. a lot of travel miles, a lot of travel miles.
2: It's gonna be. Fun, I'm though. like a. Ping-pong ball on the map of North America, yes. Yeah. I have, well, I, I'm have. I'm I not going to be doing quite as much of a push this year, uh, and I normally would do Pensacola at the end of the year as I have for the last 12, 15 years, but... They changed their date from Veterans Day weekend to the weekend before, and Jill and I are going to be out celebrating as a, a gift from her to me for 75th birthday on a Viking River cruise Paris to Normandy. So, uh, Rick, Ooh. I'm glad you're going to be taking care of uh, Pensacola this year.
0: Well, I just just finished the deal, actually. It's all finally inked, and uh, yes, that's the Blue Angels homecoming show. And I
2: $2,500 and all the... Uh, $14.50
0: 14, 14, 14, 50 for the week.
2: <laughs> That's fourteen dollars and fifty Those cents. Those were the days. Those were yeah. the days. Oh, my
0: goodness,
1: guys. <laughs> well, listen, I, we, we've got to, we've got to, we got to wrap it up. It's, it's that. Yes, time. we do. But, but listen, it's been fun. Deadly. and we will, uh, we will continue this on Show Center. We, we have a website that uh, eventually will come out. Uh, now he's coming out again, and it'll Here be fun. Go. I just, I've but, gotten too we, busy. We've mentioned it. It'll, it'll happen eventually. It will. Much like the next episode.
2: We could do a chat GPT thing and said, you know, here's our pictures, make a website. So here's what I want to do. The next uh, broadcast
0: we'll do uh, when when Matt lands in Australia... And uh, has already lost the day because it instantly becomes tomorrow.
1: It's like two days or something. Travis.
2: That's poof.
0: They vanish. Just poof. No, yeah. I'm talking about the dateline. Oh, yeah. yeah you know I mean, even have not Back the recovery this, time, just the loss <laughs> of the entire freaking day. Right,
2: that's right, right.
1: right. Yeah.
0: And right about the time you're about to put your head on your pillow, I think we ought to give him a call and let's record an episode.
1: Yeah. That should <laughs> Ray Shaw uh, asked me. From the me, Gold Coast. Ray was like, hey, I'm going to go to a baseball game right when we get there. Do you want to go? And I'm like, no. No, a I don't want to go to small keeping like, Australia. I gotta, he's like, I gotta stay awake. I gotta do something. So I don't know. I we're all flying over together. You talk about a colossal
0: wait, When did mess. Wait, wait. When when did it become a priority for Ray to stay awake?
2: I well that's yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, since Miramar reminded me, Chris Van Stel, happy birthday, Oz. Oh yeah. Happy birthday, Oz. Yeah, that's
1: Whatever. gonna be a fun flight. <laughs> we're all we're all going together. So it's Wayne, Carolyn. Ray and and all of us, the whole family, all the family, everybody's going. It's going to be a – so pray for us because you think Boggs is bad in a car. Just can you imagine him on like a 15-hour flight in coach? No. No, I can't. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I would – I think he should be (laughs) But he have lots of video.
0: Down (laughs) with the luggage. Sedated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: gonna... Soundproof kids. Stupid people. Some kind. people. That's good right. already here, Kevin. Where's Wayne? Uh, He's down below. Warn, warn the captain. <laughs> warn oh, the crew. Yeah. Jeez. Oh goodness! Y'all have fun. We'll talk soon. But who's yeah, sitting dude. next to him?
0: <laughs> Jeez not even across the aisle it's oh, not going to
1: be you. it's not going to be carolyn i can assure you is it going to be coach <laughs> or business class no <laughs> oh, oh it's coach all the way oh,